The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. And we're back with Keep It. Hello. Hi. 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 We have a new co-host today. Yeah. Listen, Kara's dead. Kara's lost in the catacombs. (laughs) She said, I'm not coming back. She's done. She's She's standing on the Arc de Triomphe and screaming at people to read. Uh, Yeah. uh, Kara is still in Paris. In Paris. Gay Paris. Um... Lesbian Perry, mm-hmm. queer Perry, trans Perry. Yeah. All no. the Perrys, just over the hill Perry, over the rainbow Perry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, uh, we are joined by Riri Cheney today. Hi. It's so nice to be here. She's a writer and a very good friend of ours. I am. Yeah. I'm so excited to actually be in here and get to yell back at you two when you're wrong rather than in my car. It's going to be great. It should be therapeutic. It's really going to work through some of our issues, I think. You it's scammed be your way onto the the show. You know what? Just just have a plan, have a scam. That's what I was always taught. <laughs> yes, yes. Eve Harrington. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've been here. Here's what you need to know about uh, Riri. She, I, I hope still, has a Meryl Streep yeah, of course. Uh, a phone case. Yes, I have a series of Meryl Streep phone cases. I'm currently on a Into the Woods, All Lighting is My Friend, Let's uh-huh. Just like Not Have a Pore in Our Face, Meryl. A deep blue lighting. Mm-hmm. Evanescence lighting, Meryl. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I've never aged. I don't know age. I am forever, Meryl. <laughs> well, so. you know, I've really been vibing with Ricky and the Flash, Meryl, mm, lately. Mm. Yeah. You think just three cornrows in a dream yes. is where it's at. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. I think any time you have Meryl Streep and Audrey McDonald in scene, it's a good movie. That so. is true. Yeah. Audrey McDonald n- nefarious in that movie. Yes, like <laughs> I done stole your man. Look how good my skirts are. Yeah. Like, uh, do you it. think Meryl should hop onto the good fight so she can battle with Audrey again? I mean, if she hopped on the good fight and her and Christine Bransky made. Like, that's the scammer movie I want to see. Yeah. Also, I feel like Baranski is always, like, seventh build in Meryl Streep movies, like the Mamma Mia movies. And now I would like Meryl to do a guest arc on the yeah, like, show. It seems only right. Support your fellow blonde white woman on, from the Upper East Side. Was Meryl yes. billed above her in Mamma Mia 2? Even though Meryl was, I want to say yeah, she was a ghost <laughs> for one scene. I think Meryl collected those points and yeah. went to Greece for two weeks and had a good ass time. Um, I mean, we're talking about the Oscars today. Yes. I was really actually shocked that Meryl did not get a nom for that. You know, I thought she her her riveting turn in Mary Poppins Returns. Oh yes, was you know she was she was dancing on the ceiling. She was her name was Topsy, and she uttered the word bottomsy at some point, which <laughs> I believe is gay rights. Yes, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so we versus for life. Versus for life. <laughs> to invoke him. Which which Meryl are you today? Lewis? Oh me, always. Oh always Kramer versus Kramer. Fair because I am deep. I am um, uh, neutral colored like skirts 
and uh, angry. You're literally wearing a bright blue sweater right But, like, now. think about my insides. You know, it's, it's a neutral. And uh, uh, I'm angry at Dustin Hoffman just period. Mm-hmm, so there you mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway. Here we go. Uh, Carrot is postcards from the edge mural right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julia and Julia. She's in France. She's Julia oh, yeah. and Julia. Julia, she's, Julia. You know she's mm. learning how to make a, 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 a bread. Some yeah. sort of bouillabaisse. Oh, be great. Fancy bread bitch. Oh, Got to read that blog now. Yes, I'm ready. I'm always ready. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will be talking about the Oscars later. Uh, we will also be joined by Alyssa Mastromonaco, uh, Crooked Fan. Crooked fam. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone but John Favreau is welcome on the show. That's right. (laughs) We will be right back. She came. She saw. She harassed Glenn Coase on the red carpet. Yeah, Louis Vuitton. Oh, I did. You're right. (laughs) It's beautiful. Can I tell you something about doing red carpet reportage at the Oscars? You'll just be, whatever, reading an ad into the camera, and then you turn to your left, and Glenn Close is there, and you're just supposed to compose a quick poem to introduce her. Mm-hmm. It was very daunting. You really seemed like you cared about Walmart. I, I've got that vibe. Oh, please. Uh, I love a discount CD-ROM game. <laughs> uh, you actually looked very lovely you look in your Ferragamo suit. Indeed, indeed. And what was it like talking to Glenn? To be honest, every A-listy person I talk to, I mean, I guess it's the Oscars, they're primed for this, really brought it. Like, I I have no opinions about Bradley Cooper as a celebrity, really, but then you talk to him and he was smart and insightful. I don't know. I I, I was sort of impressed with everybody, really. What's weird is I like Bradley Cooper a lot, and I feel like we haven't gotten any of the things I love about Bradley Cooper in the Oscar yeah. campaign. Yeah. Like it's, it's, been been all about, muted. it's been all about Gaga, and he's been very muted because he's been trying to seem like, I'm serious director. Like, I remember an old interview where he was on a French radio show just, just talking French. in French. Oh, yeah. And he's so sexy doing it, and he speaks it fluently. And I'm like, where was that Bradley? Yeah. Like, yeah, why right. weren't you being fun? You know, we had the whole... 99 people in a room thing from Gaga and her, you know, like yeah. giving you emotion at every single fucking award show while he got nothing. Yeah. And I was just like, maybe you should be fun instead of just sitting there. It was actually a pleasure to bust his chops in a way. Like when we were standing around, it was right before everybody was walking into the theater. And uh, I just said to him, you know, as people are still screaming for Gaga, I was like, is it weird that this is maybe the last night of your life you'll just hear people yelling Yaz Gaga out of nowhere? And he was, and he laughed at that, and I could tell he realized at that moment, wow, this is the, you know, the last moment I'm, I'm uh, little monster adjacent. I think he wasn't particularly ready for the level of fandom of being adjacent to a pop star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a totally different thing. You can star in uh, lovely... Like, Jennifer Lawrence has those Hunger Games fans, or Amy Adams has us. Yeah. But <laughs> to have, like, that... The Enchanters. Lo- exactly. The, <laughs> you know, those the June Bug stands. Yeah. The Doubters. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. But to have... The season five, episode five of Buffy-ers. <laughs> The sharp objects is life, people. Which sorry, is episode where I'm at. six of season five. Don't drag me. Okay, moving okay, on. Okay, internet. Please drag him. But you're right. But Gaga. it's yeah. It was a totally different experience, and I think that 
really the volume of his personality tried to account for that. Yeah. If there had been a different actress, it could, the campaign could have been like, oh, you know, like I found this actress, and it was just like we had a great time exactly. on set and everything, and and the conversation weirdly would have been how skewed A Star Is Born was towards, to him, towards yeah. men, it would have been like, oh wow, he found this actress, mm-hmm. like he directed this movie, but because Gaga is so larger than life, it really just felt like, I probably to voters too, like she just stepped on the set and did everything herself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hilariously, the choice before Gaga was Beyonce, so he did himself a favor um, when it comes to the level of fandom at him. But it was Sis, I, I love him. Bradley Cooper better. would not have been ready for Beyonce fans. All we we are thick <laughs> and we are ready. It would have been nah. He wouldn't. He didn't uh, have that. He didn't have that strength. He didn't but have that. The show itself, yes. getting to the Oscars. Yes, the Oscars. Uh, it went hostless, and it was surprisingly Fun. good. Well, what's interesting about uh, we kind of touched on this before. The thing about not having a host is you don't have to indulge any shtick. Mm-hmm. You know, you like you don't have to dial into a host trying something new. And while I, you know, have historically liked certain hosts. To not have a host takes nothing away from the thing you love about the Oscars. We and went I think to that was Ross proven. for less and harassed twenty people and asked them if they liked Green Book. Oh my yeah. god! We didn't yeah. have a segment like that, thank God. You know, right? And they always tend to go too long and all those things. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and it was perfect yeah. having Maya, Amy, and Tina up there. My muses. Yes, just we are the muses. Doing some fun comedy, which is what we need. Um, I will say, though, before we really get into the show, Josh Gondelman on Twitter brought up a very good point. Uh, the show relies so heavily on like a comedian to be the host or someone to open up the show, and it really doesn't respect comedy. The Oscars? Yeah. It is. You know, they don't nominate comedians. They don't really nominate um, comedies for awards. No, you get like a nominee, like uh, Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids, yeah. once every five years. It's this solemn self righteousness against comedy, which is really interesting because these are the comedians that are the most versatile. Like, there's there's no instance where you see important dramatic actor goes does comedy and kills it. They yeah, do fine or above expectation, and we're like, good for you, cash that check. But the the richness of talent that the comedy community gives to dramatic film is above and beyond, and it's just the lack of disrespect is kind of uh, wild at this point. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, not to get into this conversation, but it makes that's what makes Meryl so blue rare. Is that like if you throw her into a, a broad comedy like She Devil, she still can. Whereas like something like Steve Carell moving outward to yes. drama is a, is a little bit more commonplace. Exactly. Yes, it's like a comedian has to do that because even notoriously the Coen Brothers, who the Oscars love. They ignore the fuck out of them when they do a comedy. Right, yeah. yeah. No, there's no burn after reading nomination. There's no... Which yeah. is their best movie, Fight Me. Interesting. Internet. I'm thinking um, about it. I think it fits our times movie. right now. It's my favorite movie. I think it fits our times right now perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brad Pitt in a bike short any day, all day. Brad Pitt is amazing. Francis deserved an award for that movie. Frances is one of those people who is actually good in movies you forget she's... Like, Moonrise Kingdom, I don't think of as a Frances McDormand movie, but she is fabulous in it. Yeah. Uh, The show... The Oscars. uh, The... Listen, let's just... Let's oh, we have to there. start Green there? Book One. Green Book One. Best picture. Well, first of all, let's just say that before Green Book One, we had the unforgettable moment of 
the breast actress ca- category where they read all the nominees, and I said to the people around me, I really cannot handle watching Glenn lose if that's what happens. And I literally was thinking, 85% chance Glenn wins. And of course, no shade towards Olivia. Who did you think was going to win, Gaga, then, if it wasn't Glenn? No, Olivia. I did think okay. it was going to be, because people love that performance. It's a, an amazing performance. She, no, and again, love her. I mean, Peep Show, Olivia Coleman is a legend. More people should know her. I'm sorry we put her in that Murder on the Orient Express. That was so bad. But I tried to watch that on Delta and passed out, woke up, and asked my friend Sam what happened. He was like, you don't want to know. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but Glenn was dressed to win. In that Meryl Iron Lady gold. It was it was exactly Meryl. It was the same color. Yes. And 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 just like it was it was Oscar gold. It wasn't yeah. any other gold. Yes. It wasn't champagne. It was Oscar gold. Exactly. And uh, she was giving so many interviews. She was Instagramming her head off for days. And by the way, she has not Instagrammed since. All I know is about she Glenn was, Close. She was voguing behind Billy Porter. Ooh, that right. head roll, that <laughs> clip of that head roll. Please check it out. Right, let's take a moment to discuss that dress. So Billy Porter was dressed in this, like, kind of looked like a gown from The Favorite, like mm-hmm. Jane Eyre. Jane O'Care? Yes. That's what it looked uh, like. Well, it was, it was an homage to Hector Extravaganza, yeah. um, yes, who recently passed. passed away. And uh, it was a Christian Siriano dress, and it was beautiful. It was Christian Siriano looked like he was in a Moliere play. Moliere is exactly right. You've got it right. Tartuffe, on his Tartuffet, yes. (laughs) Um, But Glenn was lost. And so I'm already, the gay men around me and I emitted a shriek that only Carly Rae Jepsen fans can hear. Sure, sure, sure. It was that pitch. And just Glenn's face when she lost was just so specific. And also, it's so painful for two reasons. One, she's in this fucking movie, The Wife, about like someone not getting their due. All right, the allegory's all there. Secondly, she once again lost to somebody who was there on her first nomination. Mm. Not that Olivia Coleman isn't a badass or whatever, but truly the nominations are stacking up like, Mm. like precarious Jenga blocks at this point with... Glenn Close, who's now at seven nominations, and just, we all love her. It I was always... wild, though, because Riri and I watched it together, and yes, we, we literally, like, I erupted into we, excited Our screen. whole party like, lost had, it. I guess I had been rooting for Glenn in a sense of, like, yes, I would love for her to have an Oscar. Exactly. But... I didn't like The Wife. The Wife wasn't and, a good movie. And I think The Favorite eat, is so good. And it was just like, seeing Olivia win, it was, it was so exciting and to think, me. And that's the kind of upset you want at the And upstairs. I think what was so, I mean, I love, I love The Favorite. I think the story was amazing. I think those three women, all of them could top me at any point. <laughs> the thing that was, what was upsetting me about the idea of Glenn winning for this particular movie is that she has made a career out of vibrant, extraordinary performances of being like a loud and pulsing and amazing. And they're going to award her, and she deserves an Oscar. No one's denying that. But they've decided that the role where she is silent the whole time is the time where now you're worthy. That kind of fucking pisses me off. I understand that a little bit. Though I will say in Dangerous Liaisons, she is giving a lot of cont- uh, contemptuous stares, etc. But she also gets way more one-liners in that and movie. even in, in those liaisons, stares she, move you. The, the end, oh, the moment where, she, where she's just tearing shit apart, that is... The original just look yourself in the mirror, like 
like, where are you? Where? What have you done? And also, I deserve this. She deserves that. And also, by the way, what's crazy is you could argue in Dangerous Liaisons, she invented the favorite, kind of. You know, exactly. Just the saucy period yeah. drama with a lot of conniving qualities in it. Okay. In 83, she was nominated Best Supporting Actress, Correct. World According to Garp. Yep. Jessica Lange won. You're right. For should Tootsie? Have, yes. No. I, okay. I, well, mind you, I think Leslie Ann Warren should have won that year. So. Okay. Um, 84, The Big Chill. Yeah, she lost to uh, Linda, Linda Hunt. Hunt. Wonderful performance. It's a little bit of a shticky win because she plays a male character, and I think that's what people were rooting for, but Linda Hunt was great. Um, 85, The Natural. She lost to Peggy, Peggy Ashcroft. Ashcroft. One of the great actresses of all time. I don't hate that either. Yes, but I've never watched The Passage to India. No, I love Judy Davis, though. <laughs> Judy Davis also doesn't like her own performance in that movie, so. Oh, well, T. Uh, <laughs> here is the one that hits me the hardest. Yeah. 88, Fatal Attraction. I fucking love Cher in Moonstruck. No, me too. She is transcendent. Yeah. But, but also, by the way, this I want to say this is technically eighty seven, but it's the, the ceremony in eighty eight. Yes, no, yes. Cheryl's second, second. She was nominated for yeah. yeah. eighty eight though with uh, Dangerous Liaison. She loses to Jodie Foster in The Accused, which I find a very dated movie. Doesn't hold up. It makes it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. And I love Kelly McGillis. Yeah. Moving on. If we had just given Glenn the Oscar, then then this would not be a conversation. Later, yeah. When Jodie won for Silence of the Lambs, that would have been even more of a triumph. I'm sorry, Jodie Foster doesn't need two Oscars. She doesn't, especially if she's just going to go up there and ramble on about how we should stay out of her business. Right, yeah, and then make Maverick, which was fine. Albert Nobbs versus The Iron Lady, two bad movies. I I would say by a hair, Albert Nobbs is better than uh, The Iron Lady. Albert Nobbs, the movie, is better than The Iron Lady movie. That was was Viola's Oscar. Yes. She was also up against Rooney Mara Um, and Michelle Williams. I'm never going to vote for Viola Davis getting an Oscar to play the maid. I just can't. The help, I I can't. I can't. It hurts me. The help hurt me, and I refuse. I know. They gave it to Octavia, and and her punishment was being in Green Book. (laughs) (laughs) Viola didn't win, and she got to be in Widows and Annalise Keating. Annalise Keating. She got to be TGIT. Whereas Octavia ended up on Red Band Society. Right. Oof. But by the way, there is merit to giving someone an Oscar for elevating a movie that is bad, as Meryl did with The Iron Lady. Yeah. She made she made that the costuminess and the the shtick of her a woman losing getting older and losing her faculties, actually moving and actually feel grounded, and that is why she is my number one queen. Yes. But Albert Nobbs, that was also a really hard loss for Glad because I feel she wor- she's working so hard. Yeah. That was one of those where she's like, I put this together. I got my own packaging fee. Right. I don't understand. She has a hookup at Men's Warehouse who got her the outfit. <laughs> exactly. For she tailored it herself. Yeah. Like she's she was doing it. It just it didn't come together. And we also weren't ready for that type of story to get like if it was today and she was doing that at her age and with her gravitas. There's no way she would have been denied it. It's just the amount of people that Glenn has lost to. In her time, it's a it's a list. Because I'm not even talking about the Oscars. She lost. <laughs> she lost a globe to Madonna twice. Mm. <laughs> she lost for 101 Dalmatians. Madonna yes. won for Evita, and, and then song. and a songwriting for Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Madonna won. She for wrote her a own. song for Albert Nobbs. That is how much she's she trying wanted. to get this Oscar, guys. We gotta give her <laughs> that. The Oscars were like, nah. What did Madonna win for? Madonna won for a song called Masterpiece, which is. 
not only among her worst songs, it is among the worst nouns I can think of. <laughs> the worst lyrics. I once made a video mashup of Madonna's masterpiece to Hope Brady from Days of Our Lives um, being turned into Princess Gina, the art thief. Oh, that's, this happens a lot. This is actually very common gay behavior. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you poor people. What is going on? Uh, so, by the way, so, okay, so Glenn loses. Glenn loses. Otherwise, there were some great wins. Yes. Ruth E. Carter's win Oof. for costume design. Her no cards matched her dress. I cried. It she, was beautiful. I interviewed her before the ceremony, too. Yes. She is spectacular. It's worth noting that... This year, the production design win for Black Panther and Ruth Carter for costumes are the first black women to win Oscars in non-acting categories since 1984 when Irene, Irene Cara won for Flashdance. Yep. And by the way, that's it. There are yep. no more black female winners in non-acting categories. We tripled it, y'all. It black is, Panther did it, everybody. It's also the first time more than one black woman won an Oscar in a In a night. night, yeah. Oh, my God. So yes. there we go, <laughs> and their work stands on its uh, its own merits. It's it was Ruth got her start. Uh, sh- I love she thanked Spike Lee. Yeah, so much of the night was about people thanking Spike Lee. Yeah. Uh, just like a person who's been ignored by the Oscars, and it just shows you how much. Um, the black community does for each other. And has been here. And, be- and, and has it's been not here. Brand new. Right. There was a very dumb article in the National Review for white people sure. about how there were like no stars at this one. They were like, who knows who Regina King is? I was like, bitch, Regina Two, two, seven King. fans? Yeah. Right. Folk. I'm like, Folk, we, no. we, America has grown up with Regina King, you know? And yeah. it's like, we've grown up with Samuel L. and Spike Lee. And um, Ruth talked about how Spike gave her her start yeah. in school days in 88. And she has been there making movies and TV shows for decades. She was doing a hashtag like 28 Days of Costume Design during Black History Month on Twitter, just talking about um, things that she designed over the years. And she did the pilot for Seinfeld. And she just talked about how (laughs) it was so much fun going over to Jerry's apartment and just like looking through his clothes and like figuring out what would work for him. These light wash jeans. I'm like, like, y'all white people and give her an award when she literally jumped off the costumes on the whitest show on TV. I think it's aside re- from friends. I'm picturing so her looking beautiful. at like a flannel and being like, this is a cereal eaters flannel. Yes. Yes. It's I mean it's amazing. I think there was a recent interview with her where she said she wanted to be remembered as a keeper of the culture, which is exactly true. It's she's been doing this impeccably for over twenty years and And what is a costume designer but Keeper of the culture. Keeping of the culture and, and the uh, the studious nature of, of her approach to all of this and looking at the different fabrics and looking at the different tribes of Africa for this particular movie is astonishing. And girl, like, come through. Like, can you be my stitch fix? Like, let's do That's this. Black women giving Marvel um, their first yes. Oscar wins ever. That is so wild. Uh, You're welcome, Kevin Feige. You are welcome because. Hannah Beachler was the woman who won for production design. It's amazing. First woman to win for best production design. First black woman. Yeah. Um, Ruth Carter was up against Sandy Powell, who was nominated for two different movies, the costumes for Mary Poppins Returns and The Favorite. That was the third time that woman has been nominated twice in a year. She's like the period drama queen. She won for The Young Victoria. She won for The Aviator. 
um, and Shakespeare in Love. And she herself in her last Oscar speech was like, we need to reward more than just period dramas. And so I mm-hmm. think even by her blessing, this is a triumph. That's wonderful. For people getting nominated twice the same year is wild. Steven Soderbergh. Right. And Traffic. That, uh, Brockovich. Yeah, and mm. then they were like, and we're not going to nominate you again. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your fill. You're done. We've seen enough saturated shots for a while, baby. You'll be back in 10 years. But Magic Mike should have been nominated. Sure. I mean, it was just like a piece, like a very important piece. Gave me a piece. Yeah, there you go. Slanging it. Let me just say about Green, Green Book now. For the 9-9 and the 2000. Guys, I really did not think it was going to win. I, I didn't, didn't either. What? You have belief in those people. When Roma is getting that much attention, yeah. How could you vote against that? Again, it's not. It, there are a couple bizarre factors at play here. One is just the fact that Green Book, as I've said before, is not critically well reviewed. Mm-hmm. There's the fact that the other movies in the category, which actually seem like black people contributed to them, especially if they were about you know uh, race issues that are contemporary or civil a rights Panther. or whatever. Yes, the, the fact that it lost to those is so strange. The fact that. Like, Spike Lee had this come up here and that Black Klansman didn't get it. It's just such a bummer. I truly think the end of the night and that my girl Julia Roberts had to read it was very, very sad. Because, listen, <laughs> Julia Roberts was up there and I was like, Julia Roberts loves niggas. All right? It's she her, was waiting her for Spike thing. Lee to come up. She was waiting for someone from Black Panther to come up. She was like, if if I can't get up on Denzel tonight, I'll get Chuffed up on his bits. son. Just be like real <laughs> into it. She was like, we could do Pelican Brief 2, mm-hmm. where I'm, you know, having a relationship with um, Denzel's Pelican son, Pelican Brief maybe. 2, scooped and, out. And now they can actually be intimate on the screen. Because it's not right. the 90s. Oh, right. her no, smashing just, a young Denzel. No, just like, uh, longing glances through through phones. <laughs> right. And that shot where there's an explosion, and, sh- and she actually didn't know in real life that they were going to explode something, and so her reaction is real. It's a really crazy shot. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was very depressing. And However, we get to say that Spike Lee's an Oscar winner, and not only was he thanked several times by everybody throughout the night, he was dressed like a swank, purple Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Uh, all his reactions during the show. He is very like he, he, was, he was ready to be camera. Someone ready. said he should be the new Jack Nicholson. Put him front row at every Oscars and just let him react. Brilliant. Also, it's it's telling that he was dressed basically as a tribute to Prince because he was giving you that level of gifable side eye mm-hmm. the whole night. Yes. Um, when Green Book won, that march of white people to the stage was just like, it was just like, oh, here's such this like fun, diverse Oscars, and then it was like, here's a stark reminder that this is what Hollywood actually is. Right. right. You know, you can't make um, movies or anything without them. Mindy Kaling just inked like a overall deal with Warner Brothers, and she was like, I used to think hard work could get you anywhere, but she was like, then I realized, no, you need people to actually give you a chance to do something. And, and it, those people are those white, white men. Those white men on stage. Yeah. It was it was uh, blindingly overwhelming to see that group walk up there. And it was also... A movie about race yes. was like made by all of them, and it's like... The, and they were so. Pr- there's a, a nine. One of them, a nine eleven racist, who yeah. said right. that he saw Muslim people celebrating. The other one, a Peter Farrelly, whose story came out about him flashing his penis, yeah, well, didn't really come out. The story was an interview in yeah. like Playboy. It, 
in the 90s because that was just a funny it anecdote. It was a, a lovely thing to have done. Could do then. And it's just like. The family of Don Shirley not yes. being involved with the production. And not being, and Don Shirley not being thanked by the producers. Yeah. It's, that was what was so infuriating to me about the whole uh, March of Lights was the that. The fact that the screenwriter has his next movie is called That's Amore about a man who works at a pizza shop and meets a woman named Patty Amore. Look, I already saw that movie with Emma Roberts set in Canada. I know what's going to happen. What I really, what was so crazy white, to me. It's a white or simply irresistible. What was so crazy to me was that they were so self-righteously proud of themselves for making themselves the center of a story about uh, black struggle and perseverance. This is actually a story about Dr. Shirley and and black people being amazing and culturally revolutionary in music and risking their lives to share that music with this country so that they it can be stolen but we can't we could not have done this movie without Viggo Mortensen that him all aside it is just please stop congratulating yourselves for refusing to let black people be the center of their own stories. Right. It's like it how... Over, it's insane. It's like how I remember Peter Farrelly used to give interviews about how like they were doing a lot for you know, the disabled community in a lot of their old comedies just because they had disabled characters in them. I'm like, they were always the butt of jokes or had like semen flying at them. Oh, right. You right. know? Well, also, this is what's so kind of confounding about this night is, as we've said... It's a triumph for diversity in certain ways. You know, we have multiple black women winning awards, whatever. But I feel like people are, shall we say, in the middle of the country, lumping in Green Book's win with this triumph, like yeah. that, that it is that it is all that this is a part of the win for diversity. Yeah. It's like, no, no, think about it for a little bit longer. Who is that movie for, really? And who should it have been for? And who should have been involved? So it's. I hope people and, remain critical about that. And, yeah, and finally, I guess just like at least Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win, although. I think I have to unstand Rami Malek. It's, uh, I need to, we need to replace him on this board. Oh, that's right. Uh, he First of all, he won and then splashed champagne all over the people engraving the Oscars. Did you see that video? Ugh, of no. him like shaking it up. It was like, sorry if you're going to get wet. You know, by the way, that those are rented tuxes, too. Yeah. So they have to return that stuff, yeah. anyway. Uh, You're you going to return it back to Men's Warehouse and be like, uh, so Whoops. Rami Malek got this wet. And they'll be like, I don't give a fuck. You're going to say, we don't have a discount for that, sweetie. <laughs> I'm also confused how he fell. Uh, so he a... apparently fell off the stage as well. and He was wearing the huge teeth, though. They bounced him back on stage. <laughs> also, Bohemian Rhapsody won for editing, and that movie has the shittiest editing I have seen That in clip a long you posted. Time. I posted just... a clip online of just a scene where it looked like nobody was on set at the same time. <laughs> there were like 5,000. They're like, all of these are going to be singles, and we're going to cut every four <laughs> seconds? It's going to be great, guys. I got it. Let's and, you know, just like that movie, too, you know, with the whitewashing of the queerness of Freddie Mercury and really just the implication that um, being gay leads to AIDS. Right, uh, right. The one no. scene of his gayness is like, oh, you've got AIDS now. It's just like, it's just been a bad year for representation. Also, it's, or nuanced representation. Yes. It's it's just interesting that that won the editing Oscar when it is definitely the one Best Picture nominee that was too long. Definitely, mm. you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, yes, and Roma was 900 hours, so you know Bohemian Rhapsody was long. <laughs> oh, Roma. Anyway. Um, Not set in Italy. Final Oscar thoughts? I'm d deeply happy for Regina King, d deeply happy for Ruth Carter. I, I continue to say 
the Oscars are really, it's rewarding for those of us who like seeing our emotional responses to film reflected in acknowledgement in, in ceremony. And after all the bullshit that we were worried was going to happen at the show, yeah. I honestly, Green Book aside, felt very fulfilled from these Oscars. Yes. As a movie fan. And it was, it was, it was efficiently done. And I'm, I'm glad there was lots of pushback and we got all those um, um, uh, technical categories back, back on, on the, the live yeah. telecast. So I thought there was a lot to yes. celebrate there. Imagine if... Ruth had been given that award during a commercial no break. No joke. No joke. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been a travesty. I think at the end of the day, they happened, and it's over. And I. That's. Uh, I'm sad. That's how I feel about it. But there was so much indecision running up to it. So I didn't really. There was no anticipation or happiness going into it. I'm just happy it wasn't a mess. And I'm. Ecstatic, I'm ecstatic that more Black women are. Uh, are being acknowledged for their achievements and additions to culture. Uh, I'm also, uh, I just want to mention Rachel Weisz's red dress. She looked like a Parisian dominatrix, and yes. that's, those are all my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was saying that Rachel Weisz always looks like she's thinking, I'm pleased and quite moved. Yes. <laughs> I am going to block the first person who starts talking about 2020 Oscar predictions. Oh, right. I do not have time. But also, Oscars, if you want someone like The Rock or someone really famous to host, book them now. Do it now, because guys. A-list celebrities book shit one, two years in advance. Do it now. We'll be right back. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? <laughs> no? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. <laughs> Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And I am the coziest a human being can be. Because, by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's, like, pretty mild outside, and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back with famed Italian actress Daniela Rocca. <laughs> I've been called that before. <laughs> Alyssa Mastromonaco is here. Ira. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. I'm on this so happy, show. guys. This is like, you know, thanks for accepting me. We've stolen you from hysteria. <laughs> Bye, hysteria. I'm not doing pop culture. <laughs> we need to get more tentacles from the crooked You guys will, you'll see. I may be far better at this than talking about reproductive rights. <laughs> uh, we brought you here to talk about the Kardashians, but I don't love them. So we're going to talk about you first. Are you sure? Because I have a lot to say about the Kardashians. I got a lot oh of God. takes. Okay, I good. got a lot too. of takes. Um, first of all, I want to compliment you on your bag that you walked in with. Thank you. Your Grace Coddington, Louis V. Limited the, edition. Limited edition. Just literally coming in here and making a statement. And you letting guys, us know that you belong on Keep It. Here's the truth. I'm very high-low, right? <laughs> like, I have my Louis Vuitton, but I also have my L.L. Bean bag. Bag, mm. And I have some Hanes Her Way leggings in that L.L. Bean bag. So it's mm. like you never know what you're going to get. It's like, it's like Henry the Fourth, you know? You get you get the, the high drama and also Falstaff. That's exactly right. You're versatile. It's important to have different That's facets. That's the thing. You can't, uh, just, you can't you be predictable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord, yeah. Who was it that said that about her? Julianna Lansing. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say Julianna Hoff, but no. she's the blackface girl. Julianne Hoff is the blackface girl. Uh, Julianne Rancic is. She's the married to Bill. She's Rancic. married to Bill the Apprentice. Yes, yes. the original. Yes. Which okay. takes us back to Trump. <laughs> always as always. Back to him. Uh, uh, always. Um, sorry for that six degrees. Yeah, sorry, that was really quick. <laughs> Before we get into that, also, um, when you walked in, we were talking about movies. Yeah. Because I got you to watch A, a Simple, Simple Favor. Favor. Yeah. How much do you love that movie? Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I was on, I was I was by myself, my husband was away, and I'm like, you know what, what am I going to watch? It's the only movie to watch. And you were like, you guys, A Simple Favor is so underrated, and I watched it, and it, my mind blew apart. <laughs> didn't see it happening, didn't see it coming. I've told everyone to watch it, and now I just check you for what I should be watching, what it should be in my queue. I feel okay. like I love it, the beginning of that movie and the end, but when they go through, like, Gene Smart, Linda Cardellini, and, like, the 80 suspects it takes to get back to Blake Lively or whatever, but I get a little zany. But that's the part. best. But that's the best. 
smart. Yeah. So, it's, Did you it's expect Jiggy no. Smart to be guys, the lady of the lake? No. no. It was amazing. This, I didn't expect that, but also it was kind of like a really elevated Lifetime movie. Yes. Mm, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There was Cray. There was like Betrayal. There was the guy who was in Crazy Rich Asians, which I had watched the day before. Henry I was like, Golden. Yes. Ooh, I was very confused. Uh. I was very confused. I was like, wait, am I stalking him? <laughs> <laughs> there was the body extra for Blake Lively's back. Yes. yes. That they were just like, this could be if she had stopped going to Pilates for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was It was assaulting to the eyes, but good for her. Get that check. And she dressed like Scrooge McDuck throughout the movie. Exactly. Yes. There was Scrooge McDuck vibes. Yeah. It and was like Candace Bushnell writing Hightower. <laughs> Finally, was, someone said it. I'm glad someone really said it out loud. It was it was time. Thank you. But I just yeah. think that there should be more movies in that genre. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it was a Escapist, fun romp. Yeah. It was super. It was super fun. And like Anna Kendrick, so. And it diverse. felt like a movie, you know? Yes. No yeah. one has ever called Anna Kendrick, oh, so diverse. But yeah, <laughs> she, has, she has aspects. Only yes. in that level of, you know, yeah. that depth of her acting. Sure, 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 sure. Listen, Anna Kendrick knows all the lyrics to No Diggity. She is quite diverse. Uh, that means she has a radio? I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, I watched the last five minutes of Pitch Perfect 3 once every other month, so I get it. I do. Yeah. Um... Anyway, that simple favor. Yeah. Simple great. favor. Deserved, Run deserved no Oscars. Walk. <laughs> deserved Oscars. Uh, anyway, what are we here to talk about? The Kardashians. The Kardashians. The Kardashians. <sighs> you know, I have to tell you, I was talking to Caroline, our producer, and she's like, would you be cool to talk about the Kardashians? And I was like, girl, I'm sorry. Do you even know me? I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know what? Riri. I have so much to say. Loves. Watching the Kardashians. Yeah, it's my. She hides it. Ooh, yeah, it's it's my one of my deeper shames. I just there is no shame in what makes you feel good. Oh, it's shameful (laughs) that I watch the show. (laughs) It's shameful. I've seen all episodes of Courtney and Chloe take Miami. I mean, I did too. Okay, okay. I saw all two episodes of Cocktails with Chloe. I would. I would watch. That was on FYI. <laughs> Wait, who, okay, so who I took Miami. Who took so Courtney and Chloe, Chloe took Miami. I would watch them put it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With Arthur Brute. Yes. Right. Oh wow. Oh wow. Carmen San Diego. Yeah. yeah very good. No. Okay. Good. Here's the thing. With mm. whatever happened this week with the Kardashians and somebody named Jordan, I Jordan don't really Wood. understand. Mm-hmm. So you guys are actually going to lecture me. I want to yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Welcome wow. to this TED Talk. <laughs> uh, all right. So there are multiple things going on with the Kardashians, and people have requested that we talk <laughs> about this. So let's just get into it. Yeah. There is. Tristan Thompson. Mm-mm-mm. Trash. Mm-hmm. What gender on a is rope. Tri- Trash is Tristan on a rope. He uh, is uh, a male. Okay. He is a male. He is Canadian. Oh. All right. Like Sean uh, Mendes, This whole time? But yeah. is he friends with Justin Trudeau? Probably not. If not, then those are the only ones. Okay, goodbye. And if he was, probably not after this. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I agree. He is a player, a basketball player on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, and he was involved with Khloe Kardashian until eight days ago. Well, and is her 
baby, baby daddy. daddy. Yes. To True, who's very cute. My baby daddy. True, yeah. True Thompson. And now people are angry that. So. This also, is... True Thompson sounds like a Nickelodeon show. I mean. Wait. It sounds like True. No, Jackson. it sounds like True Jackson. True Jackson. That's no, what it is. True Thompson sounds like Carmen Sandiego's good sidekick. <laughs> Who might be a squirrel. Like, it's just like, <laughs> or come on, mind. True. Something with a fluffy tail. Exactly. Uh, so, Tristan had an affair again. Again. I feel like he's Again. always having affairs. Yeah, he, he don't do this well. He he stays getting caught on camera with hundreds of people around him. He doesn't he doesn't care. He just be slanging it. And uh unfortunately, uh he got caught very wildly. I think he got kicked out or something. Yes. Uh so Jordan Woods is best friends with Kylie Jenner. Okay. It's a black woman best friends, like best friends lives with her best friends since they were twelve or yeah. fourteen. Yeah. Lives with her is in all of her Instagrams. There is, e- there was even a Jordan line of Kylie's lip kits. Yes, yeah. Kylie by down. Jordan. Yeah. When you're in a certain proximity to Kylie Jenner, you have to have like a, a mascara lip line yes. or something. Yes, yes, yes. right. Yeah. A, you know, a, a, a eyebrow pencil, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Caitlyn has a mega lip. Right. <laughs> A, a, a red cap for your lip. <laughs> uh, so, uh, allegedly, according to Hollywood Unlocked. And TMZ. And TMZ. And TMZ. And also, uh, people, people.com is reporting it, so I feel like this is bona fide news. It's gone mainstream. It's yep. gone mainstream. Uh, there was a party where Tristan and Jordan made everyone at the party give away their phones so that the party would be private and then Jason Lee the CEO of Hollywood Unlocked posted an Instagram video saying Tristan you took everyone's phone but you let them stay Jordan came in y'all was smoking hookah she was all up in your lap you was all up over her touchy feely and you let the girl spend the night until 7 in the morning now that happened yeah. that's a fact mm. love that climactic uh, Agatha Christie lawyer speech <laughs> <laughs> wow okay well okay but it, now is it sounds to me like everyone still has lots of Chloe sympathy Yes, I mean yes. Chloe commented on the video mm-hmm. with the shouting emoji because uh, she likes to pretend to be a black woman on the internet. Exactly, uh, and she has also been faving tweets from fans supporting her and calling Tristan a sick man. And then someone did post uh, these hoes ain't loyal in regards to the whole scandal. And Chloe's number one, Malika, um, not to be confused with her twin Khadijah, because those are two humans that exist. <laughs> Uh, replied, strong facts, which me obviously is a, a two-source confirmation. Okay, yeah. That, but also, can I just tell you guys, like, the one thing, I actually wrote it down because it made me so sad. Chloe posted, the worst kind of pain is getting hurt by the person who you explained your pain to. <gasps> Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Like, what? These what? grandmas. Don't I need a preposition? Is that like, like when your I doctor mean, yes, but. <laughs> tries to murder you? <laughs> yes. What's ailing you today? Which uh, was, I think it's my back. Well, I've got a knife. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's been a, I think there is still 
a lot of sympathy amongst her fans for Chloe. It's really hard um, when you're dilating and having your first child and your man gets caught on tape cheating on you, which is what happened last spring. And she was in Cleveland, of all places. It was a real tough situation. And Kim almost didn't get there for the birth. It was, yeah, she was had like a... down to the wire. She was on a video conference. Video conference. Oof, who knows? So she on the private plane. So exactly. here's the thing, too. There are two things in this story that are interesting <laughs> to me. One, I love when... Uh, gossip story breaks about the Kardashians and it hits TMZ, which clearly means Kris Jenner sent an email yep. um, to Harvey <laughs> Momager. Um, oh with all the pertinent info, but they never acknowledge it, at, and yet they're always faving tweets about it and <laughs> commenting on Instagram so you know it's true, but they're not publicly making a statement. And the, I think the closest statement was someone asked why Chloe went out the night after. And Kim, uh, with her, I don't know, she has a child named Chicago now, so I guess she can say boo and bag and secure in such words, said, what, she's not supposed to make her money. And so that was the closest. She's, she's, a, she's a single mom. She's a single mom. She's not going to turn down oh. a paycheck. Like, they stay trying to pretend that Chloe is a black working mother. It also, is wild. I was, I was going to applaud this story for being a Kardashian scandal that didn't involve Kim, because I'm not in the space of she, meeting yeah. Kim in my life. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this has taken a dark They time. all step in. They can't help them themselves, especially Kim. The thing that makes me sad, so like, uh, I mean, I've watched the Kardashians since they look like people, right? And so, for my, it's like when Chloe met I Lamb Lamb. Part of the series. I was a big fan of Scott Disick. Sure. Yeah, in the As, beginning. Yeah. Before he became like Lord Disick, which was like yeah, an alter ego him. which didn't need to exist. I'm, I'm, still, still, a, I'm Instagram. still a fan of the Lord, honestly. Like, he's been through just for a, he's a white man who's gone through 12% of what most of the population's gone My through. My first problematic fave before Rami Malek was Scott Disick. Yes. I think he at least sees through, you know, now that they're not just weaves but they're wigs, <laughs> you know, like they've really before. Scott Disick wouldn't work with a pedophile. Yes. May I suggest everybody elevate their problematic faves? Have you heard of like Madonna? I mean, like there's like lots of great Iconic, problematic to things hate. to have. Yes. Okay, <laughs> to have. I don't, I don't I mean, need her calling me the N word like... in an Instagram caption. <laughs> she claims her son did it or something. <laughs> she has Debbie Mazar. Okay, yeah. she's fine. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, yes, we have sympathy for Chloe because obviously we're humans. She mm. was cheated on, but also I'm like, girl, every other week. You annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah. You know? Uh I don't have that much. So I felt very sad for her when, you know, her beloved Lamb Lamb, when Lamar was like on the drugs and then he ended up at the Bunny Ranch and they all had to go save him. And I was like, oh, she's got a heart. She's going back. She's going to help him. But here's the thing. Listen, we know Chris sprinkled him with crack like like a dealer in rent. You want some fentanyl? (laughs) She. But the problem is, it's like how many times can you help someone who can't help themselves? Yeah, she needs to go like like, sage her vagina, like get a crystal up in there. She needs to stop having these wayward penises towards her body. Right, and she got a beautiful baby. Just be happy with the baby. Send him packing. Don't wait for him to feel up Jordan at a party. And I just don't. The sympathy does wane when. The concept of surprise is so overwhelming. Like, you're still surprised, ma. You can't be. He's done this to you for the last 12 months. It's really, it's sad, but don't be simple. But also, what's wrong with Jordan? 
Ooh, what? and that's a whole wrong cup of soup. That baby girl, I swear, you do not get invited to Kim and Kanye's wedding and then break bad on Chloe that way. So she, um, according to TMZ, has been begging Kylie for forgiveness, saying she was well, blackout drunk before she got to the said party. Girl she got caught. Um, and doesn't remember how she got there or what happened there because she had so much to drink. And also, just to be clear, so this is like a very soapy twist that this person who's like an ancillary character in their lives yes. is like a major component she of this. Is, okay. She yeah. is like Kylie's bag woman. You know, yeah. like has was on Kylie's short lived show, just always in the background, just a yeah. slightly melanated person mm-hmm. to like I guess a midwife or something. Exactly. Yeah. To, yes. to like, justify like stealing black holes. Like a like, like, a, like, a, like a sexy Farnsworth Bentley. Yes, exactly. Right. I'm there. But uh, this girl has her all of her money is based off of this friendship. She has a line with Kylie, a makeup line that at this point is just a a whisper away from being a Ross bargain basement situation. (laughs) And she also was a model, one of the original models for Chloe's Good American Denim line, which is Mm -hmm. where this gets really interesting. She was on the website as of last week, but she's been washed off the entire website. And it doesn't matter where you work. You make out with your boss's man, you gon' get fired. Right. So fired. Everyone in this situation as acting brand new that like like there were repercussions. Ma, that was your home. Kylie, it was your home. Also, I realize I bring the perspective of a 43-year-old woman, but like, it's not like she was in love with Tristan. You know, you can't help who you fall in love with. If they had fallen in love, like maybe okay. She just hooked up nasty at a party. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, she's 22 and uh like when the, when, the, when the Kardashians take someone else's man, it's love. <laughs> it's always love. <laughs> Jordan did not fall in love. She should have so said she did. Unacceptable. And this isn't a take a man situation. This is just being messy at a party. Mm-hmm. And so that like to to risk it. This is where you're gonna risk it all. I was annoyed that some people tried to celebrate it online. They were like, "Oh, she's no, doing like no. what Kylie did to like Black China." I'm like, "I like guys. Can we? Can we have? Can we? Can we?" Standards. Can we glow up without, um, <laughs> you know, bed hopping like we're on Melrose Place? Can we glow like, up without... At least let's elevate to Les Liaisons. But, then, but also, can we talk about how then one of my favorite shows, The Bachelor, yes. breaks bad so hard on Chloe. So, last thing Ooh, about the Kardashians, uh, Mike Fleiss, executive producer of The Bachelor, Rat. Tweeted that the um, after this Tristan stuff that they were in talks with Chloe to be the next Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And guys, um, the, the eyebrow move I just made was so dastardly it, and upset. It was dramatic. The next Bachelorette. But Kim responded, jumped in again on Twitter. This is not true. And Mike Fleiss is like, how would you know? All these conversations are supposed to be confidential anyway. And Kim posted a screenshot of her texting her mom, uh, who responded, no, LOL. LOL. And Chloe, um, black woman emoji herself, um, responded, no, put some respect on my name. She said respect on my name oh, in she 2019. Said, oh, she did. Uh, let's just let's take a knee. <laughs> anyway, let's take a prayer. Mike Fleiss was, was like, well, all of our negotiations are confidential, so even if she was considering it, she couldn't say anyway. To which Chloe then uh, quote tweeted it with, I'm not fucking clickbait right now. Stop or you will be hearing from my lawyers. And How then, insensitive. But then he was all like 
sorry, I'm just trying to help you find love. Like, clearly you need the help. And I'm like, whoa. Point taken. I mean, it's spiraled. I mean, he is not, not wrong. untrue, yes. <laughs> I'm wrong. But I don't know that, you know, that format would really suit her. Well, I love I love the the blind rage she felt that ABC Disney Corporation would have to help her find a man. It's like, girl, maybe they have a a basic fireman architect from Missouri. You move, apparently you moved your whole life to Cleveland to be with him. Exactly. Come on, like take the love. It's they'll find you somebody who's six six with a dick down to his knees. (laughs) Believe in yourself. It's gonna be all right. Like maybe you should be on basketball wise, girl. Ooh my oh Oh my! Because you, you've been through multiple. It's it's been. She's and she goes state to state like that yes. thing. Yes. I want no loyalty. I want Chloe to love herself enough not to move. Stay in Los Angeles. Don't move. You have a nice house out there. You don't need to be going. She went to Texas for a couple years. She's oh, now she did. That's right. That is interesting because nobody could make me move. No, no. This is where I effing live. Excuse me. I, no. The ice coffee, coffee capital of uh, bourgeois and apathetic. That's where I belong. <laughs> yes. Alyssa, we have not even talked about your book. Aww. You mean and the book called So Here's the Thing, which we said five times today because there's always, there's always here's a thing. The thing. There's a, so here's the thing. Notes on growing up, getting older, and trusting your gut. Before you go, I just want to say how much I love this book cover. Thank you. Lewis was uh, I said was I, like the Lisa Loeb jumped out. Indeed. Okay, so that's a bit of a style inspo. You can't really <laughs> tell, but I am wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt, which made me feel true to myself. Um, and I only asked them to shave my leg a little bit because it was like an unfortunate position I was no, in. No, girl, own it, love mm. it. Okay, it but I want to be honest Jamil about it. Jamil would not okay? be happy. And so, <laughs> and look, it's like also you guys, I'm not a real pink person, but the pink's like, it's... The it, pink works. It and it matches the glasses. Yeah. I know, I know. The cover is a serve, and if you want to see the cover, you should buy the fucking book. Please buy it. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you yeah. laugh. It's funny. It Almost is. The hysteria. Objectively. You know, you know what it's all about. It, I <laughs> mean, there's also a recommendation on the back cover from past Keep It co-host, Aminatu South. So you got to Can I it. tell you, when she texted me when she was reading the book, I was like, girl, I've arrived. She's like, I feel like... You're like America's soulmate. Like what? I just I was like, girl, I'm gonna cry. Stop it. Oh. Yeah, I know. It was really. She's like the. She said the words jumped off the page. You know what? I know. I could not be more grateful to her. I hope she's listening. You are welcome back on the show whenever you want. Thank you. You are the co-host I have always wanted. (gasps) Uh huh. Guys. The sister. Everyone deserves. Am I like your small white sidekick? I don't know a better person. (laughs) Thank you guys. Please invite me back. This was so fun. I think Ira may have been looking for an opportunity to do this Gale uh, theater. This this Oprah (laughs) recreation. (gasps) Can I be your Gale? Sure. I love Gale got me on Weight Watchers. I lost 18 pounds. I love her. Oh, my God. All right. Gale's a real one. She is. As long as I get to be Oprah. I love bread. (laughs) We'll be right back. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, so... Mm, really? Time has come. We gotta... For us to lip sync for our legacy. Or our lives. Uh, I wish. Uh, no, we're gonna talk about Jussie Smollett. God. This has been a never-ending story. I just talked about it on Love It or Leave It last week, and I feel like there's already been new developments. Uh, the rollout of facts about this has been so particularly painful. It's like you get one new damning or dubious thing a day, and then you have to sit there and be like, but is that true, and who's telling me this? And just the layers of of brain power you have to ex- expend on it is annoying. Also, the like fact that... that there has been a rollout is yes. the the part that I can't stomach. It's like you're gonna you're gonna drip, drip, drop a, a leak every day. We there needs to be context. Like, why are we? I don't want to try this on Twitter. I don't care what people on Twitter have to say about this right now. It needs. It needs to be properly presented, and the fact that it's the Chicago Police Department being the messy bitch dropping this is, I just can't. It's like watching a daytime drama, and it's like, here's a new cliffhanger at the end of each day. Are you going to watch tomorrow? And I don't... I I don't want it. This is the worst way to report a story. It's the worst way for a police department to be handling it. Um, We're going to get to that first, a rundown of new things that have been happening. So a week before the attack, Jussie received a threatening letter to Empire Production Studios, and it said, you will die, black fag. Now, I had never seen this letter until, like, a few days ago. Oh, but you can, I didn't, you can it's actually on, see it? You could actually see it, Lewis. This letter looks like... Uh, Is it cutouts, like, from the bodyguard? It's, it's cut-out no. newspaper no, letters. It looks like a prop from That Darn Cat. <laughs> <laughs> who, who sent this letter? And it's his name is written on it on the envelope in red letters that looks like uh, either a child wrote it or someone wrote it with their left hand, and they're right-handed. And it's it's sent from MAGA. How very Robert Durst no. of them. Well, also, yeah, right, Robert Durst. Also, there was a the white thing- powder inside too, and it ended up just being like crushed Advil or a leave or something. Well, uh, in, in the .0001% chance this is legit, I will couch this. Or it, it is real and he, he didn't stage that. I will I, I, I will just say, I don't think that people who perpetrate crimes like that are such cliches. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't need, if they're that threatening, they don't need to use these sort of like movie tropes of being a terrorist to get their message across. <laughs> right. Uh, but also on the flip side, if you were going to fake that, why would you, why do, that? Would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> right. The lunacy of it. Right. Anyway, the Chicago PD. As Riri said, ever the messy bitch was for drama. Thirsty uh, bitch. When the Chicago superintendent 
Eddie Johnson. Uh, you mean Carl Winslow's twin brother? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> a cop just like Kamala. Uh, <laughs> um, when... <laughs> I'm sorry. He looks I'm exactly sorry. like Carl Winslow. I'm, I'm sorry, Kamala. I would not not vote for you because you're a cop. I'd vote for Carl Winslow. Exactly. Yeah, Bring him I'd, back. I'd vote for Bonkers, the bobcat who was a cop. Hell, I'd vote for the second Aunt Harriet. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Second Aunt Harriet. Uh, but not the second Aunt Viv. Never. Oh, no. Oh, never yes. Um. Anyway, Eddie Johnson, uh, in that speech that he gave um, before... Um, after they charged Jesse. Yeah, the talk press about conference, yeah. The, yes, his big press conference, like he was um, waiting for Clark Kent to run up there uh, and get the news from him. He was talking about how it was obvious that Jesse sent this letter, et cetera, et cetera. They talked about a lot of things definitively, mm-hmm. and now the FBI is like, wait, we don't actually know if he sent that letter, so you shouldn't be saying conclusively on TV that he did it. I'm going to say, we have been using the word messy, but that is actually generous. This yeah. is, like, horrible. <laughs> it's, yes. I mean, it's the, the level... They're trying to establish... Motive. Motive and uh, fact and In the evidence public opinion yeah, before, before it actually is tried and actually is brought forward. And that is what is so enraging and why we do not trust uh, this police department. And they're trying to make up for their years of malfeasance and uh, manipulating evidence and brutality against this one man. We'll see, let him be tried before you present every minute piece as if this is set in stone and and, and is forever wrote. I'm, I can't. Fucking fuck Carl. Right, because it's one, does a disservice to all of us who keep getting this information that then maybe will turn out to be wrong the next day. Yeah. But it also is doing a very poor job for you when you're going to have to try this case uh, because... People aren't going to be on your side if you have continued to be messy like this, and they're just going to think you're once again trying to go after a black trying to man go after Chicago. a black man in Chicago. And also, the burden of proof is on the police department mm-hmm. in this case, um, which is why maybe the superintendent shouldn't be getting flued out, all expenses is paid for, to New York to be on Good Morning America, where he could say. There's more evidence against Jesse than the public knows. And he says, the symbolism of a noose is very offensive. The city of Chicago has this issue. The Chicago PD has this issue with racism and excessive force and all of that. And I'm acutely aware of that. But we didn't earn this particular incident. And I just refuse to let us have to take that shot if I have evidence to the contrary. I just want people to understand that's a damaging thing to do to a city and to a police department. So it's my responsibility to ensure that the record gets set straight. I feel like the arc of justice does not bend towards protecting your own reputation. Exactly. (laughs) Aren't we supposed to be going after the people who allegedly did this? We're not, you're protecting the name Chicago. This isn't like a a merch branding issue. Yeah. He's handling it, they're handling it I understand why it's personal. It is, it felt personal when we heard about the story, but just going to Good Morning America and wave into all the people outside and also saying, I'm saying the record straight, you shouldn't. You should be keeping your mouth shut and actually doing an investigation. Also, in what way if Jesse 
did fake this hate crime? Is this a personal attack to the Chicago Police Department? Like, why does anyone think this individual doing something like that is besmirching the name of this department. It has nothing to do with it. This case is so extraordinarily one of a kind. Like, you can't pretend like this is the kind of thing that happens that people do to like, yeah, besmirch us. It's like, what? I've never seen anything like this in my life. A celebrity arranging something? Like, like, it's completely unprecedented. I don't go to like the LAPD and say, wow, you really should have caught Charles Manson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there are other people I need to have caught. But it is maybe don't beat up Rodney King. (laughs) Yeah. It is it is like the personal nature of it is is pretty spectacular. I mean He seems personally offended and he's like, I refuse to let us have to take that shot. And it's like you've talked so much about the justice that victims of gun violence in Chicago need. Mm -hmm. Why are you spending your time and resources to fly to New York to be on a television program. Yeah, is it possible that it was a gay black man who was the person who said that maybe you guys aren't doing your jobs? Whether or not he's a suspect now in the case anyway, did you take that personally, It seems like he did, Mm -hmm. and it just is wrapped up in our current era of everyone involved in a crime or any sort of news story wanting to blow themselves up and get more fame. You know, Eddie Johnson is talking on the TV all the time, you know, and I just feel like in a year or so, are we going to see him trying to join like Trump's White House or something. Celebrity Big right? Brother. Oh, God. It's just like... You think you're kidding. Yeah, no, right. I, I'm not... Yeah, none of us are kidding. It's like, where is this going to lead to for you is what I'm now thinking about because you are making yourself the story. part of the story right. now. Mm-hmm. Where you definitely were not a member before. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter... You're not supposed to do that. I watched every episode of Rookie Blue. <laughs> I mean, no matter what happens in this case, whether or not Jesse is uh, innocent or guilty, it's a sad situation. It's sad on all sides. And I think no one's addressing it in that manner. The minute all of these police leaks start happening, it became another thing to joke about on Twitter. But And there's something to be said, too, that it's become sort of the go-to thing for people like Don Jr. Mm-hmm. to do when they're not masturbating, to tweet about Jussie doing all of this. And it's like, they are obsessed with it. I we Riri and I have friends who write on Empire who yeah. deactivated their Twitter accounts because people are attacking them like um, Lee Daniels himself was writing this storyline for Jesse to go and do in Chicago. Right. Um, there's also, in other, speaking of other evidence, TMZ got documents that the claim that the $3,500 check that Jesse allegedly paid to his attackers was for a five-week nutrition workout program and for a music video, Don't Go, that he was supposed to shoot and lose weight for. And the text between he and the attacker, the supposed attackers are about his training regimen. And so it's just like, yes, maybe he did also do this and that was a cover, but the way the Chicago PD talked about this check None of that information was available. The selective before. leaking is 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 jumping out and, and the is, salacious leaking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's really, 
that that's the thing that it, it keeps it keeps getting more and more complicated and this story is going to go on for a while and who knows how it's going to land but all of these you know MAGA tweeters and um, white folk who are really quick to be like oh I guess he was lying those those people were never going to believe him in the first place we we have to continue believing our, the victims of abuse whether they are people of color or queer people and everyone who's questioning well now this means you know I don't have to believe every black gay man who gets beat up, but you weren't going to believe him in the first place, right. so I don't need to talk to you. People further, asking, oh, this is going to affect how we think about other victims in the future. It's like, bitch, you were looking if, for that an was, excuse. if that was yeah. on your mind, you were looking for your excuse. And please find the quickest door out of here. Right. It's like, don't act like the Jussie thing is an isolated incident, because we literally just went through people slandering uh, Dr. Ford uh, for testifying against Kavanaugh. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's like, you don't believe victims. Don't pretend like Jesse is the reason why you all of a sudden don't want Had to. an epiphany. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sure we'll still be talking about this fucking story Ugh. next week. We'll be right back. And we're back with our favorite segment of the week. As usual, it's Keep It. Yay. Riri, since you are the guest. I'm so excited. Why don't you go ahead with your Keep It first? Uh, Thank you for this blessing. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, Ira touched on my Keep It uh, for a little bit, but my Keep It is Twilight noted alumnus Rami Malek. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's (laughs) not about uh, him winning that Oscar he won. I mean, you take the dentures you get from Johnny Depp and you keep moving. I think (laughs) mine is the video of him spraying the champagne amongst the press room. There is nothing more uh, just specifically, basically, toxically masculine than thinking that people want you to spray champagne on them. Those people are working, okay? They are trying to engrave Oscars. There are camera equipment and mics. You're you're fucking up somebody's shot. Nobody wants that. I have been blackout at Marquee Day Club like the rest of us have. And even <laughs> then, I didn't want somebody spraying champagne Marquee on Day me. Club. Yes, Marquee Day Club. Thank you very much. Nobody wants that. It You're sticky and it's horrible and I just think he needs to stop like I'm very I hope he takes a break I'm very excited for the Elton John musical movie musical to come out so he can like With know how m- snack Taron Egerton just looking like a pocket I want to just put him a pocket <sighs> Joel Egerton Taron Egerton Gemma Arterton that's, my, that's, that's my, your my trilogy, question. yeah. So, Mr. Egerton, exactly. who's going to take down Darkwing Dark. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, I mean, also he by needs the way, the fact that he decided like to spray champagne as if it's particularly interesting that he won. It's like somebody's going to win Best Actor. Exactly, like, <laughs> sir, this and isn't. This is what happens when you win Best Actor, is it? I don't remember James Cagney doing that <laughs> if he won an Oscar. Ray Land, he kept his sh- champagne to himself. I Did just, James Cagney win an Oscar? Yep, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah. I go. just don't, and also please do not waste champagne that God gave us as an ambrosia. Respect it. Put some respect <laughs> on her name. So that's why I keep it for the day. As Khloe Kardashian said. But that respect with a K, honey. <laughs> respect. <laughs> Lord. Respect. React. Uh, Act. Can't wait for her uh, beat poetry coming to you 2019. <laughs> a round of zip zap zap. Oh my God. Lewis. Um, keep it to the next few months of movies. Like, we keep thinking we're sick of Oscar movies because we've been talking about them for a few months. Okay, that's, like, somewhat justified. What's coming up? Guys, 
I'm, not much. First of all, again, I already lamented the fact that I had to learn the words Alita Battle Angel last week. Ooh. But I'm just saying, like, here's a couple of things. Tyler Perry's a Medea family funeral, which I believe is the 94th entry But in the she's going to die. Someone this told is, me this, this is, is the it. end. Okay, we'll move right along. You're saying this is important <laughs> canon. It's the final Medea film. What a blessing, guys. Until it's, over. until it's rebooted. Until he comes back. Until it's rebooted with... Uh, Medea, she done risen? <laughs> Marce, Marce. Marce Martin. Oh, Marce poor little baby. Oh She'll be God. played by a woman. No, nah, that girl has stacked her check. She's going to be all right. But like March and April are specifically the times where certain people try dramas in the vein of like Zac Efron. Mm. In the vein of like. That DJ movie? Yes, 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 yes. Where it's just people giving it their best shot. But it's like, man, you couldn't even get a September release or like a July release date. You well, know? Captain Marvel's coming out, which I wonder I'm if looking that'll be forward good. to. I wonder if that'll be good. I just love Brie Larson. I do love her. I love her in Room. I'm I loved her in Room. I don't know if I want to see her lead a temple uh, Marvel movie. I wish her well. I think she and Sam Jackson's shtick seems thick. Yeah. But I. But Avengers Four is coming out. And I'm gonna be fucking there, so I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, oh, and of course, I mean, like, Black Panther was the superhero movie I could really yeah. watch and deal with last year. I just am not recovered from that yet, too. Did you so just see Aquaman. No, imagine me sitting through I haven't seen Aquaman. With Nicole Kidman. When I saw Thor Ragnarok with Kate in it, I was like, I regret this. I don't want to fucking say <laughs> that. She was having a good time. That movie was good. She had like antlers and had her arms out, which She didn't have to leave home. Right. She wore a latex bodysuit and she was having a good ass time. I'm, I'm about that. So anyway. All right. Sorry for the next few months of movies, everybody. <laughs> uh, my keep What's it. What's your keep it, Ira? My keep it is to people who do not like brunch. Oh, yes. That so, is somewhat common. I hear that a lot. I, like, it's such I, a basic point of view. Though. First of all, like, Yashar Ali is always on Twitter talking about brunch is bad and, and, and how many towels you need. And, that to- and, towel and, controversy. And hated guac or whatever. Chill out. Some other woman was going on about it today. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe brunch is not for you. Someone was talking about how there's all these long waits and you're splitting a check between 12 people. I'm like, bitch, who is having brunch with 12 people? Yeah. Who does that? Also, Venmo to, is real. I don't have 11 other people that I like well enough to endure at noon on a Sunday. I don't go to bachelor parties anymore and I'm no longer a 22-year-old <laughs> CAA assistant. So I you don't be having go weekly to weekly bachelorette exactly. parties. Exactly. When we have brunch, Riri, yes. it is it it's, is black folks getting together. It is it melanated. Is folks getting together. Femmes. Coconut oil. Other people of color. Trials. It's, it's just like people getting together when you've normally been in predominantly white spaces all week. Or you're just spaces like, all week. He can chilling and having some good drinks. And people always say, oh, brunch is just drinking like cheap champagne. I don't drink cheap champagne. It's like I order the drink that I want. You know, I don't have to get the watered down five dollar mimosas, and we're not going to those restaurants. Nicole Maybe you Kidman need to pick and I, restaurant. Nicole Kidman and I prefer a Bellini, but I can. Mm, I, I think know. I would say a lot of the shade towards brunch happens. All it's she because, does is drink Bellinis and Aquaman. Really? No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think people are shady towards the fact that you can make a lot of brunch food at home, but at the same time, I love like an omelet that looks like art. Sorry, it's who's better. making a hollandaise? You have to go to yeah. brunch for hollandaise. And honestly, I, I really, really tried to have a moment last year where I could make my own holiday no. sauce. And I was like, nah, bitch. I look at that recipe every fortnight and I still haven't made it. Also, 
how many people eat fucking salads all the time and right. rave about that? You can make salad at home. And also, if your brunch Cook isn't... Cook that kale. If your brunch isn't for you and your friends to gas each other up and give each other advice and tell you, you cute, you good, you're going to make it, then those are the people you should be having brunch with. So, like, reassess your own goddamn life. Right. We, we're we not just, you know, making Sex in the City zingers. No. When we're at brunch, we're talking about career developments. We're giving each other advice on things that you might need to do You need to stop week. texting that man. Yes. It's not worth it. What about your friends, quoth T-Boz? <laughs> Will they let you down? That's what I'm Will saying. Will they stand their ground at brunch? Exactly. Will they pay the bill and let you Venmo them later? So they can get those points, so they can upgrade their flight. Yes. You know, let me get my Chase Sapphire points. Let <laughs> me get my Delta Sky Miles. And also, another light keep it to every time I tweet about Venmo, uh, cricket fans like to slither up into my mentions and say, we're using the Cash App. <laughs> Cash App doesn't advertise on Keep It, so we're using Venmo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and that's our show. Beautifully stated. <laughs> that is our show. Coming up on Friday, we have an exciting Keep It Brief where Lewis, Kara, and I talk to the one and only Casey Wilson. A queen Ooh. among us. Uh, from the Bit Sesh podcast and many of your favorite TV shows, including Happy Endings and currently Black Monday. Check out Black Monday, y'all. About why smart people like us love reality shows. There you go. We talked about the Kardashians today. like So we got to talk about Bravo this week, too. So listen to Keep It Brief on Friday. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.